0: Hey this is Tim Ripper Owens. Hi this is Heather Michelle from Grave Shadow.
1: This is Bill from Stryker. This is Charlotte from Delane. Lane.
0: This is Tony from some of the Arctica and you're listening to the Great Metal Debate podcast. Angels
1: are- Welcome, Great Metal Debate listeners, to another episode of The Great Metal Debate. This is Brian, and tonight I have with me a return guest, Mr. Rolf Sheepers from Primal Fear. So, Rolf, you're 11 albums and 19 years into it. How's Primal Fear doing? How do you feel about it? Very,
0: very fit. (laughs) So... We've just came home from the European leg of our world tour this year because we can really say now it's a world tour going to Australia the very first time, yeah. coming coming back to South America also this year in the uh, autumn, uh-huh. and uh, Japan is also on the list. So there's quite a lot a lot of things to do this uh, this year. Everybody's looking forward. Uh, there was a little bit of a problem. Everybody was was uh, ill on the European leg, so. Uh, you know, we struggle through it in the end. So <laughs> it's not so easy. Fifteen people in the bus are having uh, just the flu, you know. And, oh my uh, gosh! <laughs> the vocalists, the vocalists suffer, but we we went through it. It's it's all good with a with a good technique in uh, warming up and and singing is totally different to speaking, you know. So that's the reason yeah. why uh, we made it in the end. Well,
1: then that, uh, that's good. I'm gonna I want to talk a little bit about that tour, uh, but first I want to you know the last. The last interview was more about your views on metal in general and kind of the business end of the industry. But today, I kind of only want to talk about two things. I want to talk about Rule Breaker and then the touring. Um, Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. Well, now, usually when I listen to an album, Roth, I, 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 I expect, you know, six four to six songs to be good. I expect two to be really good. And you usually kind of wait for the filler songs, you know, the songs that were just put on there. And, and, and I got to tell you, brother, that did not happen with Rule Breaker. <laughs> I mean 13 songs put out in January and I didn't get let down by any of them uh, what do you think about the album you know and your thoughts on it and kind of maybe maybe talk about uh, Magnus being on it too
0: I absolutely love the album I mean of course it's the new album and everybody every musician would tell you well the new the new baby is the best but uh, to be very <laughs> honest I, I really think we're, we're really uh, somehow the prime time. <laughs> And uh, we don't really have the prime right now, and we we keep it as long as possible. And uh, I absolutely agree with you. There's no fillers. I mean, nowadays you can't afford fillers anymore. Uh, I never thought you even could have done in the, afford that in the past. But uh, yeah, you you were mentioning it. Some bands in, in the 80s somehow didn't have, have enough songs together and, and made uh, maybe a little bit of a sound of music in the end, but. <laughs> I think nowadays you, can, yeah. you can't afford this, uh, and you really have to deliver good quality. And that's what we want at the um, first place. I mean, right. there's nothing going on which we don't like, and um, so that's the reason why we are so much satisfied with the album, too.
1: Well, you know, and, and I, I picked bands that I listen to because I don't get filler songs, and, and, and you know, I in listening to this, I just kept thinking... Well, the next song won't be as good as this song, just because that song was so great and it just didn't happen. I mean, I, I really love this album.
0: Thank um, you very much.
1: H- how was it working with Magnus?
0: Amazing. He's just a uh, working. He's just a uh, composing machine. Together with Matt, we have to say that we're a really good team. In the end, there's yeah. five people. Uh, five people involved writing, and you can really count on each. Each of, them, each of us in the end uh, when it comes to writing songs together uh, Magnus is just uh, absolutely positive crazy doing that stuff at home you know he's just a riff machine <laughs> and uh, then come and Matt comes also uh, in for uh, one main writer in the band right. and, uh, and and me and, and, and Alex too and, and also Tommy's now involved again. Because he came back to the band, so yeah, it's, it's a good writing team, and we have really the advantage now coming uh, having ideas from five members, and that's a good thing. So my, working with Magnus is just fabulous. He's just he's just a really a wonderful person, and also working wise, absolutely great to work with him.
1: Sure. Now does, he doesn't tour with you, is that correct?
0: No, no, he's got family at home, got three kids, and uh, you know we absolutely respect this, and uh, I I know what it is because how it is because I have a boy at home too. Uh-huh. and um yes and uh, i'm divorced and i'm taking care of him 50% so in the end uh i'm not, if i'm not there he will be all the time in my ex's uh, house which is not bad either but uh-huh. in the end we share and of course i miss him he misses me but it's yes, that's part of the business i mean it's it's a job and it's a uh, I love my job. It's just a dream, living the dream somehow. It doesn't look like it some days when you're when you're on the road. It's just uh-huh. like you know, oh my God, I could have really have a break now, but you know, it's uh, it's 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 really it's hard work in the end. But uh, we love what we do for the one and a half hours when we stand on stage.
1: Sure, and and if you have kids, then you pretty much uh, you know uh, life on the road is not that different than tour, you know, because kids can be like a crazy tour sometimes. I have three of my own. That's true. <laughs> now, I've heard in a couple of interviews, you know, you get asked about your favorite songs. Uh, and I thought it's funny because you answered that. You said it's like picking your favorite kid. Absolutely. So do, do all these songs become meaningful in the process of writing them?
0: Yes. I mean, in the end, when you listen back, I mean, I mean everybody, you know, is, uh, it's, it's the same to the fans. If you listen to an album the first time, uh you really have, sometimes you have to really listen to it many times. It's the same here when we produce and record. I mean, we hear the songs when we record them about I don't know about how many thousand times until it's gonna be released. <laughs> so in the end, you you're really really satisfied and convinced that this is it. I mean you're you're absolutely um, agreeing to what you do. Right. And um, so it's hard to pick a favorite in the end because you know all these tracks already so long now um, until it's released for for public uh, for, for, for for the people out there. So um, it's always hard to pick a favorite. Absolutely, yeah.
1: Yeah. So you know now that you've told me it's hard to pick a favorite, you, <laughs> let me ask you what your favorites. <laughs> no. Yes. Which, which, okay. which songs hold the most meaning for you? I think I want to phrase it that way.
0: There's also another factor, Brian. There's also this factor when you play the songs live. It's it's, uh, it's a different approach when you do it live because uh, sometimes those things also have to work. And this time we played five songs. We skipped one song. We were supposed to play six, but in the end it was too long. The set was just too long. So we skipped uh, one new track. Uh-huh. which uh, somehow didn't work that, that good like we wanted to. And you have to really find that out in the rehearsing room and, and, and also live. And we played five long songs live. And that's another, that's another evidence uh, for us that uh, these songs are really working. And, uh, and um, I mean, in metal we trust, Angels of Mercy, uh, The End Is Near. Those tracks are really absolutely wonderful to play live. And uh, but coming back to the album, I really think the epic track we walk without fear is one of my favorites because you just can sit back and just uh, close your eyes and have your own story. What's, from what's going on in your mind, you know, so I think basically music is also there for somehow the people to make their own picture and not only just uh, take what they get from from the, the artist in the end. Music is just like a book, you know, everybody sees it a little bit different, right. but there's there's a storyline in it, which is somehow always the red uh, thread in the end, but you know, everybody can think a little bit around it, and that's the same with music.
1: We Walk Without Fear is such a classic track, it's so good, man, and for listeners, you gotta check it out, it's really good. You know, yeah. I, I worry about... Um, Sometimes when I listen to other interviews and people, you know, are praising the artist and, you know, it, it, it can come off sometimes as disingenuous. But I'm going to tell you, I was talking to my co-host uh, the other night uh, after listening to this. And I told him, and I, I mean this, I think I've already heard the metal album of the year for 2016. I cannot imagine hearing a better album than this uh, for metal. I mean, I just can't. It's Thank you so very good.
0: much. Thank you very much for this. I mean, we had one album out uh I don't know, I don't know which album it was, but it was also released very early in the year, January or February, uh-huh. and people also said this is going to be one of the best albums in the year. And by December, they have almost forgot it. <laughs> well, uh, trust so me, I I'm I not going to
1: forget this. This is one of I mean, it's going to
0: happen uh, <laughs> to to the Rule Breaker album.
1: I mean, you've got so many great albums, but I, I I'm I mean, this may be your best yet. I really do think that. I'm not just saying. Yeah, that. Me too, absolutely. Very cool. Let's talk about tours for a minute. You just finished ruling Europe. That was uh, kind of the name of it. How, how'd that go? And kind of who who did you tour with?
0: It went just amazing this time. I mean, it was one of the best tours we ever did until everybody went was ill. I told you already, yeah. but but well, this didn't this didn't change the good feeling we had on the road together, and the uh, every, everything was was really working smooth. We were touring together with Brainstorm that were opening for us and uh, the Canadian band Striker. Uh-huh. And it's just amazing. It was a really good package for the fans and people loved it afterwards. They came to us. They, in the end, saying that they loved every, all, all three bands. And of course, they, without uh, being dis- disrespected to the other bands, but they felt, of course, the headliner in the end. Sure. But it, it was a good package for the people and that was, that's what counts in the end, you know.
1: That's great. I, I interviewed Bill from Stryker not too long ago, and that new album of theirs is also great. I
0: mean, absolutely, they're so, really yeah. talented guys, and they have real, a, a, a bright future, in my opinion. And, and I told them because they really they also have, you know, it's not like you have, we don't want to have young bands like. Uh, uh-huh. <clears throat> What, uh, uh, ass crawlers or whatever. But, <laughs> but, but, but they yeah. have really respect. Those guys had really respect. And it was not easy sometimes when w- w- the sound chip was longer when we shot the DVD. And, uh, sometimes it was just late because we came in late and there were, uh, technical circumstances that, uh, We couldn't do soundcheck earlier, so they had to do soundcheck sometimes when the people came in the venue already. But they never bitched about anything, and uh, we were sorry about it. But but this happens, and still, I mean, it's not uh, like treating treating people bad. It's just sometimes uh, with free bands, there's a certain window of time to have, and if you just uh, have some problems here and there, Uh, No matter what uh, technical wise or also something else, maybe someone was ill or whatever, but sometimes you just have this that you don't be that you're not on time and they were absolutely understanding.
1: Uh, That's actually great. That leads right into my next question. Now, you guys are you're headed to North America on April 26th in Connecticut. And, you know, that's the biggest part of the tour goes all the way to June. My question is. Uh, and you you may have answered it already. Is, is Turing an art form? Are there constants that always happen, or do you constantly have to be flexible and you know ready to to do the next thing that needs to get done?
0: Yes, I mean you have to be flexible as a human person. I mean as a human being, <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, Sometimes you have your, your, your somehow your uh, what can I say? You have your plannings and you have your your itineraries on road, but sometimes uh, some some factors or some parameters just change and you have to really change with them, otherwise you can't do this, you know? I mean, everything is just hurry up and wait in this business. Sometimes you really have to wait hours on an airport or whatever, and then then, uh, you just have to hop on stage and do it. I mean, I remember we did the Metal Guards tour back then in 2003 with Halford, and... We just came in for, uh, I don't know which airport it was, Chicago, I think it was. And we came in and and, uh, we were late already. And the the, the bus driver, the nightliner driver says, well, I saw you guys already, but I thought you needed a little break. And I know we're fucking (laughs) hurry. So... We hopped on the bus, and I was warming up in the bus, and we, we wow. just went to the venue. It was a House of Blues venue in Chicago, I remember. Uh-huh. And uh, I remember Jim Silva from, from Halford saying, Oh, here comes the band from Stuttgart. You have two minutes. Oh, my God! <laughs> so two minutes. So we, we just were changing our clothes and hopped on stage and plugged in and played. You know, Sometimes you have to really... Act that way; it's not working. Different if you don't. If you, if you if you don't do this, you have no future. You have to be adapting here and there.
1: That's awesome. Uh, now later in the summer, you're going to be ruling Japan and Australia. You already mentioned that. That's a world tour. Now, Rolf, I want you to think back to the very first gig you ever played. Did you ever expect it to be this big, this important, and this worldwide?
0: Um, you know, I don't look at it that way because. Okay. Uh, if I would say what do I expect in twenty years, it's not it's not the way I, I live somehow, you know, it's just living step by step. I mean, back then I had to learn everybody had to learn a lot still and you know, and and but was somehow the motor and the engine behind it was of course being hungry, being being a musician and doing what you hear and see from those bands which did it already in a successful manner like uh, Saxon, Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, uh, Scorpions and so forth. And of course you were dreaming this and you somehow get addicted if you start doing this on your own in the rehearsing room and you're hearing, oh wow, this doesn't sound so bad. I uh-huh. when I look look we'll at it now, it was sounding not that good, but <laughs> <laughs> at the time, it was pretty okay, so in the mm-hmm. end, you know, it's just, just, you should follow what you love to do, and what, what you're, you, you just get into it, and, and, and you, you, you smell the blood, and you just want to keep doing this, because it's not only, it's not only somehow... Standing on stage is also somehow it's satisfying to write your own music and releasing it and Mm -hmm. and get the feedback and um, yeah I mean it's so hard to explain there's so mixed emotions behind it it's really hard to explain for me but uh, back then I didn't really look at it oh maybe in 25 years I'm gonna be a rock star whatever if you think like that I mean I would quit and call it the call it a day maybe (laughs) after five years because it was going so slowly and and that's the truth behind uh, it's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll from ACDC. I mean, they knew what they were writing about back then, and it's absolutely what we went through in the end, too. I mean, I'm, I'm now making music since, wow, 35 years. My time flies. <laughs> Dude,
1: that's a, that may be the best answer I've ever heard on the podcast. You smell the blood. You live it day to day. That's awesome. I love yeah. it. Okay, so just... Uh, uh, just uh, I noticed you played a gig with Gamma Ray. So, do you step right back into that, or do you have to go practice with them?
0: <laughs> that was coincidental. I mean, I just was listening in the car when I drove to music. Kai was texting me that what they are amusing, and I just want to stop by. and I said, "Yeah, well, I have time. Why not doing it?" And I knew that it's gonna be one with the world. And then, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Then uh, I was coming late, maybe one hour before the show. And then this, uh, he said, why don't you sing also the first verse of Heading for Tomorrow? I said, like, oh, oh my God, yeah, I can't remember 100%, but let's do it. So it was really fun. Right. And I had so much fun that I drove with them to to Prague, to Czech Republic, the very next day, because uh, I drank a little bit of a red wine and I couldn't <laughs> drive back home. So I just hopped on the tour bus and did the other, the, the other show in Prague, the very next day, right. it was the times. I mean, I never want to miss Gamma Ray. It was really amazing what we did, and we're still friends after so many years now. Kai is a wonderful person, and also Dirk and, and all the other guys from Gamma Ray, too. So it was quite fun to do that.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. So um, now I, I want to encourage all the listeners – You go find Rule Breaker, wherever you need to go to get it. But, Rolf, where can fans get merchandise and music from Primal Fear?
0: Well, merchandise, uh, of course, we bring a lot when we're touring. Uh But there's also a link on our homepage, www.primalfear.de, and you can find a link uh, with merchandise, and you can purchase it there. Excellent. So um, basically, we bring it to the venues, but if, if we're too far away from your location, if you can't come, just check out our homepage and you'll find everything.
1: Excellent. Yeah, there is everything. I, you know, I've got that page up right now, and you can get everything you need for Primal Fear there. So, um, yeah. Well, listen, Rolf Sheepers of Primal Fear, thank you again. And uh, I want to wish you good luck on tour. And, thank uh, you very just much, too. Keep making that awesome medal, you.